You're listening to The Author's Leverage. You've written a book, you got it published, and you know you can make a much bigger impact with it than you already have. Maybe you're in the process of writing and publishing and want to be smart about how you help others and make more money while doing it. Welcome to The Author's Leverage Podcast, your guide to building a profitable business and changing more lives with your published work. This is the number one show that brings you tips on making you a more successful author from the very best experts around every week. Our mission is to help you blast through the noise and get you clear on your path to success as an author. You'll be equipped with practical tips and insights from host Parshel Tashi and her featured guests. And you'll leave each episode more excited, more confident to get that dream authorship life that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and get ready we're about to get real. We're about to clear. And from here, the sky's the limit. Here's your host, a former school teacher turned creative media entrepreneur and now founder of The Author's Leverage, Parshel Tashi. Hey, if you are an author, expert, speaker, teacher, and you have not been on the TEDx stage yet, you are in for a treat on this conversation. Um, we are talking with Kathleen Melvin, and let me introduce her and let's get right into this conversation. I'm so excited. So Calvin, sorry, <laughs> Kathleen Melvin is a messaging expert whose insight has been featured via TEDx, Thrive Global, Fempreneur Online, Much More Media, Captivate and Convert. She built this and so many other outlets. She has a degree in theater performance and over a decade as an actor, director, writer, editor, and educator. She draws on her diverse experiences to help mission-driven experts design and deliver their world-changing messages through TEDx coaching and done-for-you copywriting services. And when she's not writing her coaching, you can find Kathleen baking something delicious made of chocolate or reading in the sunshine with her very snugly and loudly purring cat, Tucker. So uh, Kathleen, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to The Author's Leverage. Thank you. I'm super excited to talk about all this. Yes, I'm honestly that chocolate uh, reference has me thinking for sure. What's what's your favorite uh, chocolate uh, baked baked item? So probably the one that I make most often is brownies, and there's a specific brownie recipe that I really love. Okay, but I also really love making cheesecake, and I don't do that very often because it's more involved. But it's a fantastic process. It's like very meditative. And then it tastes delicious as well. <laughs> I love that. It sure does. <laughs> well, Kathleen, talk a little bit about your experience. I mean, you've been in the theater. You've been, you know, doing a lot of things. And now it's all kind of come to a head to help people with TEDx stages. So tell us a little bit about that and your experience to this point. Yeah, it's interesting as I look back at sort of everything that I've experienced in my life. There are a whole bunch of lily pads that I've hopped from one to the other to get to where I am right now. And so the first one of those actually starts way back when I was in high school. I wouldn't have been found on a volleyball court or playing basketball. My sport of choice was competitive speaking. So I competed in a bunch of different categories all the way up to the national level. I went on to study theater and my first career was in theater. I spent over a decade working as an actor and a director. And it was actually through my first business, which was a children's theater company that toured across the United States. It was through that business that I started learning about copywriting. And so when I moved away from the theater industry, that ended up being my focus. 
and sort of led me through the experience of doing a TEDx talk to have people be like, wait a minute, you have all of this background. You've done all of these things that sets you up so well. Will you coach me to get a TEDx talk myself? Mm. And so it was like those nudges from people in my community as I was going through that process that really encouraged me to add the TEDx services that I have now. So that's amazing. It's flowed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And you know, I, I, I have not had a TEDx experience yet. Um, But tell, tell us what that is like to be on stage, Um, especially on a stage like that, that is so global, uh, you know, across the world with so many different amazing thought leaders and people who are just sharing their thoughts. So what is that like? So it can be really different depending on sort of your runway to get there. Mm. I when at the event that I gave my TEDx talk at, we had a dress rehearsal the night before. And I had before that point, I had given my talk on its feet more than 30 times. I was feeling really solid. I was feeling really confident. I was excited about the dress rehearsal. And I was standing in the doorway of the auditorium with one of the other speakers waiting for our turn to go on. And she was kind of like fumbling with note cards um, anxiously. And she sort of like halfway looked up at me and said, I've never, I've never done this talk without my note cards. And inside my heart was like, and I was like, you know, you've been rehearsing, it's in there, you can you'll you'll get up on stage it'll it'll come um because what do you tell someone in that moment (laughs) right (laughs) this about them and so i think that one of the challenges that that speakers can run into is that as adults we don't have to prep something of this magnitude that often like the last time that we had to memorize something that was 10 or 12 or 15 minutes long was in high school right communications class or something like that And so I think that you have an opportunity when you decide to give a TEDx talk to have that really confident and joyful and powerful and solid experience. But if you don't have the right guidance, if you don't have the resources, then you can end up on stage and feel jittery and anxious and in your head and trying to remember what your words are. And so one of the things that I really try to do with my TEDx clients is guide them toward that joyful experience. Even if their topic is heavy, even if the what they're talking about is a serious topic, I still think that the experience can be one of joy and of power. And that's what I really want. Yeah, I love that. And you make it, you definitely make it sound, um, you know, appealing, I would say for sure, that to be on stage in front of a bunch of people can be a joyful experience. And uh, it really, really can. So that's amazing. Now, why? Because I know that our audience are authors. They're, uh, Mm -hmm. in some cases, speakers or thought leaders, right? They're experts in their own right. And, um, And for some of them, I know that speaking is important and there's an importance there. Um, what is unique about the TEDx experience? I would say, apart from, let's say, being on stage at another event or um, doing podcasting as a guest, right? What is unique and what is, um, I would say, essential 
to someone who's in that space and wanting to, to speak? So I think when you compare giving a TEDx talk to speaking at a conference or at an in-person summit or something like that, one of the things that's really different and that can be really valuable for authors is they're not looking for professional speakers. They're not looking for quote unquote circuit speakers who are used to going from stage to stage and sharing the same talk or the same kind of talk. What they're really looking for is people who have a message, people who have an idea worth spreading that getting up on the TEDx stage is going to help them do that. And if you've already written a book, <laughs> you know you know what your, your big idea is. And then when you come to create your TEDx talk and the maximum amount of time that you can talk for at a TEDx talk of 18 minutes, it just takes taking that big idea that you have from your book that you've written and distilling it down and saying, okay, what is the essential point? Like one single point that I wanna get across that I can use in my TEDx talk. And then looking at like, how is TEDx different from a podcast or something like that? It's, it's a, one, a once and done thing. You get up on stage, you give your talk, it gets recorded, Ted puts it online, as long as you haven't broken any of the rules that they have. And that, that logo, the TEDx brand is so powerful that it helps you facilitate conversations when you are wanting to go do a podcast tour or something like that. So you pitch yourself and you say, hey, and here's a link to my TEDx talk. People can click on that. They can see automatically that you are a trusted speaker, that you do have a message, that you know what you're talking about, that you have powerful energy. And so it really sets you up for a lot of success to continue doing public speaking events like podcast guesting in the future. I see what you're saying. It's really about the brand, like that brand mm -hmm. is really helping to elevate you and being positioned and talking on that particular idea or topic. Um, mm -hmm. And I love that you're helping people do this. Talk a little bit about your you know, your coaching and what that looks like. How do you actually help someone who's not there yet to being on TED, right? And now they're, you know, their ideas are spreading. What does that look like? So there are several phases that I take my clients through. We start out when they come to me, they usually do have that general big idea of like, this is kind of sort of what I maybe want to talk about. And we start from there and we bring that big idea and we refine it and refine it and refine it until we have the idea worth spreading that is super succinct, super clear, super compelling. And from there, we move on to figuring out what sorts of events you want to apply for because they're all independently organized. Um, and so sort of wrangling that list of opportunities is something that we work on. And then we look at those applications every application is going to be different. So we look at the different um, applications that you're interested in submitting and say, okay, this is a section that we really want to work on. We can write a script for a video or we can um, write a synopsis of the talk or things like that, that they're going to ask for. And then the one of the biggest hurdles that people often come up against when they're getting ready for a TEDx talk is actually getting their ideas done on paper. 
And again, like as authors, you've done that. You've done that in a really big way with your book. And so um, you know what that experience is like. And so I help you brainstorm content, get those ideas down into a rough draft. And then we work together through several um, several iterations, several drafts until we get to where we're like, this is powerful. We want to get up on our feet. We want to start memorizing. And then memorization is probably the next like big, scary thing <laughs> that people kind of go, oh my goodness, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's one area where my experience as an actor and a director really comes in is guiding you through, giving you those tools so that you can get up on your feet. I can direct your talk in the same way that I would direct a play with different gestures and intonations and pacing so that by the time you get to your event, you are feeling really grounded and you're feeling really confident and you're feeling ready to step out on stage and leave it all out there and pass your message onto the people who are listening and watching. Man, I love that. And what are some of, what are some of the, like the aftermath, right? Of now you've been on a TEDx stage, you were there, you were grounded, you presented, you did your thing, now you're on YouTube. Uh, with that brand, you know, pushing you and uh, and, mm -hmm. and helping elevate your positioning. Um, what is sort of the aftermath of that that someone can anticipate and expect, even towards like other engagements to speak? Yeah. So, like most things, it's not something that you can just like do and then sit back and wait. Your TEDx talk is now a tool that you have in your tool chest that you can pull out and you can. Um, use to submit articles to written publications that are on that topic or guiding people back to your talk for additional credibility and additional like getting to know you um, time or using it when you pitch to podcasts like we talked about earlier or things like that or um, onto bigger stages, conference stages, summit stages. It's really an, a, a great sort of entry level um, speaking stage because they're not looking for professional speakers, but then you can use that if speaking is something that you really want to have as part of your brand or have as, as um, a tool for marketing your book, you can use your TEDx talk to say, hey, I've already done this. I had I had some uh, this big brand put their trust in me. You can put your trust in me too. Whether that's a magazine, or another stage, or a big name podcast that you really want to get on, it's going to give you that extra push. I like to say, and some and people laugh at me when I say this, but it helps lubricate those conversations. Like the friction dissipates when you can say, "I've already done this." here's this really important brand and it lends you that, that trust and that credibility. That's huge. And I love how your theater experience and acting and directing comes into play. It's like a, a beautiful merging that comes together. So yeah. this has to be super fulfilling for you and of huge value to, you know, to your, to your clients and who you're helping. I hope so. I think it is. And I certainly love doing it. Yeah. And, and in terms of the, I know that the TEDx stage, right, there are several stages. Um, and there's, like you said, a lot of these are independently run. 
-hmm. you know, how, how quickly can someone get booked on a TEDx stage, you know, in terms of that process? So I would anticipate at least a six month runway from when you really sit down and you decide to start working at it. A lot of, so there are, there are over 3,500 events globally every year. And they're all locally run. They're all independently organized. So they all have different timelines. TED, the like overseeing organization, suggests that six months before the event that the TEDx organizers receive a first draft from their speakers. I have not, I'm sure that they're out there. I have not encountered an event that's that far ahead. <laughs> so... For instance, as we're recording this, it's October. I'm looking at events in January, February, March with my current clients. And some of them don't even have their applications out online. So you don't have an opportunity to fill them out yet. So what we work on while we sort of collect that information and wait for things to happen is that's when we start working on the concepts, on the supporting um, information, on putting ideas down on paper so that we can keep, keep rolling, keep on moving as we wait for those TEDx organizers to little by little say, okay, here's an application, here's an application. And so we can sort of double dip in that way. Mm, that's huge. And, and, and two, you, you mentioned there's the big TED and then there's the uh, more independently run. Can you just give a quick breakdown of, of, of yeah. that as an explanation, just in case anyone doesn't know. Um, and there might be something I learned too, because I think I know, but maybe I don't. <laughs> like yeah. what is the difference so, in you know, the advantage, let's say to being on the TED versus TEDx? Like how does that, how is that leverage? Usually when you hear people say, oh, I want to give a TEDx talk or, oh yeah, I gave a TEDx talk. Um, or this, rather when they say I gave a TED talk or I want to give a TED talk, what they're really meaning is TEDx. So TED started in the eighties. It used to be a once a year conference. It's now twice a year. And that's where you see people like Monica Lewinsky and Bill Gates and those really big name people. Um, you might have also seen uh, Brene Brown on the TED stage, but she gave her TED talk after she had given her TEDx talk. So that's really the TEDx was the foundation for, um, for her sort of brand expansion. So TED had been doing their conferences. They started putting their videos out online in 2006. And they realized that there was a really big reach that they hadn't anticipated, that people were really thirsting for this kind of content. And so that's when they decided to start TEDx. And the X in TEDx is that indicator that it's independently organized, it's local, the licenses are free to become an organizer, but there are a bunch of, you know, uh, hoops to jump through of attending different trainings and things like that. And so that's really the difference is that TED, TEDx is sort of like the offspring of TED. That's awesome. It makes a lot of sense. And it kind of gives a perspective to the, hey, this is like foundational and you can, you know, grow and position yourself to be on the TED stage, but either or it's still going to be powerful and still be, 
greatly beneficial to anyone who's going to jump on that stage and go through that process. So I'm curious as well, um, as we're starting to wrap up the conversation, like who is really a good candidate for being on a TEDx stage as well as working with you, right? And um, and also feel free to share a link where they can get in touch with you as well um, if they're interested, because I highly recommend this to anyone. It's definitely something that I'm um, putting down on my uh, list of things to do, hopefully accomplish that by the end of next year. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but yeah, share a little bit about who's who's really best suited for this experience and um, and even more specifically working with you, who's a good candidate, and then how they can reach out to you. So I think that the, the biggest thing when you're saying like, am I a person who should give a TEDx talk is having that message. I went for a long time. I realized very early that I wanted to give a TEDx talk way back when they, they started. And at the time I was working as an actor and I didn't, that wasn't something I was putting energy toward, but then I had a specific life experience that just like gave me an epiphany of, oh my goodness, this is it. This is, this is the message that I need to talk about. Um, and so my TEDx talk is called the Brave Leap Sideways. And it's, that's a whole thing. <laughs> um, but until that point, I wasn't ready. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I knew I wanted to get on the stage, but I, I wasn't ready for that. And so that's the really, the, the biggest point that I would make. And then if you have a message that you want to share, but you haven't had any public speaking experience, and I don't mean like going and giving a speech somewhere, but like if you haven't gone and done a Facebook Live, if you haven't been a guest on a podcast, if you haven't hosted your own workshop or webinar, even if it's virtual, those are the kinds of, of things that I want you to do a handful of them before you start your TEDx adventure but I also don't want you to get stuck in that phase and think you have to collect all of these experiences. You don't, you just need to have familiarity with what it's like to be speaking and knowing that someone is listening and paying attention to you. And so having your idea, getting a foundational level of half a dozen experiences, whether that's on your own platform or someone else's, those are the things that I really want you to have in place before you decide to take that first step toward TEDx. Absolutely, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So have a message, <laughs> have done some speaking before, um, you know, and and be ready for, to also to just to go through the process because um, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to sign up and do this next month. This is right a process where you have to apply and really um, go through these steps. So, um, so this is great, Kathleen. Where, where can people reach out to you and get connected if they want support in this area? So the first place that I want to guide people is to my TEDx planner. And you can find that on my website. It's writecatcreative.com, R-I-G-H-T catcreative.com slash TEDx planner. And the planner is both a calendar and a checklist that's really designed so that you are never having to ask like, what is my next step? It tells you what order to do things in. It tells you how long to estimate for, you know, writing your first draft 
or getting your edits done or how long it might take to memorize. And so that's where I want you to look if you're at all thinking about fitting TEDx into your, um, your calendar for the next year, take a look at that. And then you can also find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, my first and last name, Kathleen Melvin. I'm on Facebook. You can find my personal page that I use for business at my first and last name or Right Cat Creative. And then I'm on Instagram at Right Cat Creative as well. So those are the big three. Amazing. So good. That planner sounds like a good tool. Absolutely. If anyone's interested in that, yes, you have to just go get it. <laughs> go download it and uh, definitely reach out to Catherine for help in this. Um, she's, as you can see, a wealth of knowledge and resources in this area. And it sounds like, just saying, she makes it fun too. Because uh, you get that theater side and um, all that that gets integrated into it. So that's beautiful. So, um, so Catherine, thank you so much for, for being here and joining us for a conversation on this topic. I think it's going to really help a lot of people who are really trying to uh, figure out what that next step looks like if they want to go and uh, be on a TEDx stage. And, uh, and so I'll leave us with uh, this question I'll ask you, which is, what is your one word? There was one word that you could um, leave behind from Kathleen Melvin to the world. Uh, what would that one word be? It's joy. Joy. Oh, yeah. One of my one of my values in life and in business is to seek joy. And that's certainly something that I try to help my clients do throughout their, their TEDx adventure as well. Yes, I love that. I love that joy. And that's beautiful. Any other last parting words of advice for the listeners? Ooh, last parting advice. I think to know that it is never too soon for a TEDx talk. I think a lot of people have a TEDx talk pinned up on their vision board, but they look at the TEDx talks that they see online and they're like, oh my goodness, this person is so much further along in their career, or this person has already had X number of accolades. It's not time for me yet. But when you've got that message that's on your heart, it's time. Yeah, yeah. Take that take that adventure. Absolutely. Catherine, thank you so much. So glad you were here and we got to capture this conversation. Um, so thanks again. And thanks for those that have tuned into this episode. Um, this is the Author's Leverage and we have a number of conversations like this that support um, authors, speakers, thought leaders, um, in whatever direction that you want to go as it relates to expanding and getting your message out there even further in a TEDx stage has to be on your list. <laughs> it just does. So um, thank you for being here. And uh, at the Authors Leverage, we're all about um, helping authors who have a book, turn that into an online course, an online experience that's going to take your readers from where they are to um, another in-depth level of actually experiencing your knowledge on a different uh, different level. So thanks again. If you ever need help with, with any of that, we're here. You can reach out to us. Check the links below and uh, check out some of our resources as well um, outside of this podcast. But Kathleen, thanks again for being here. This was a great conversation. Thank you. Yay.